Sexual violence is a major issue in our community that needs to be addressed. In conjunction with Sexual Assault Awareness Month, Radio Milwaukee is sharing community stories with experts in this complex field. We want you to know upfront that this story covers the difficult topic of sexual violence. We also remind all listeners that you are not alone and 24-7 support is available locally at 414-219-5555. For this piece, I'm sitting down with Samantha Collier, founder of Team Teal 365. Her organization works year-round to support and advocate for survivors. We are now nonprofit. <laughs> Super excited about that. Teal is the official color of Sexual Assault Awareness Month, and Team Teal uses it as a symbol of solidarity and support. And the way that I created it is because I just never saw it, right? I never saw like an organization or people in the community talking about healing or talking about they're a survivor or talking about it's okay to talk about it. Let's talk about this sexual assault awareness month thing, you know? Um, and then team, because I've always thought of myself more than just Sam Teal, because it's the color for sexual assault awareness month. And 365 is because it's an on again, daily healing journey. Like there's not one day that we're not triggered by something as survivors. So I just like to keep it moving. Like every day, understand it's another step in a journey. It's another step in the month, a marathon. It's another step Keep going, keep going. Wonderful. As you know, our goal is to help empower and educate our listeners. And let's start with education. Um, there are some facts bold up on your website that I think are important to go over. So if you wouldn't mind, I don't know if you want to go over all of them um, or just the main ones that you think the facts that people don't know. Well, for one, um, 98% of a lot of sexual assault um victims know they're predators and they're not prosecuted, right? So that's like, it's close to 100%. We can just round off to the nearest 10th, which is 100. And before that, one in four women and one in six men either has been or will be sexually assaulted before the age of 18 in their lifetime. So with that being said, I would just like to make sure that your listeners understand, we believe you, whoever the you is, whoever you may be, we believe you because those three words for survivors, they never happen, right? So when we think about the one in four women and the one in six men, we also have to think about the ones that are not reported because those are only reported cases. Team Teal 365, we see the, the other amount of those cases, the real life reality cases, right? That are not just a file, but they're trying to find ways to figure out life after violence has happened, right? So those one in four and those one in six, Dory, really you can count in a room of 10. And usually there's three or four survivors in one room. Do you find that because a, a lot of um, survivors don't report it, that Team Teal is a good place for them to come? I mean, do you find that a lot of people don't want to report it, but they do want to go through that healing journey? It's wonderful that you say that. And what Team Teal, what we become as bridges, right? Because my organization, we, we're dedicated to empowering, advocating, and supporting sexual assault survivors through education, right? So when we go to schools or if I'm in the community, people come up to us all the time where they're contacted through us through a referral process, right? We're very new to that because, again, we were LLC for so many years. You know, we were physically going to the places. So now to be able to be 
referred from different agencies is huge because we were doing that without any funding. So let's be clear about that. Without any funding, doing this for all these years, you know, it's gratefully been the collaboration with other organizations in the community, right? That has to do with United Way, um, that has to do with the Asha Project and Healing Center. I'm also not just the founder of Team Teal, I'm also the commission chair for the city of Milwaukee DVNSA commission. So when it comes to these numbers, it's very important that for us is to keep victims safe. And a lot of times they feel safe with us and we're able to be that bridge to the next level, right? With Milwaukee being such a small city with so many college campuses, when I saw the statistics about sexual assault that happens on college campuses, it was staggering. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because we haven't really focused in on that as much yet in our, in our talks. Oh, yeah, for sure. Let's talk about um, the college campuses. Um, campuses. One thing we need to understand is the topic of consent, right? The numbers when it comes to sexual assault the numbers are staggering and the reality of it is even more staggering because what happens on college campuses is the bystander um, interaction. That's what we need to have. That's what we need to talk about. That's what we need to establish for humanity, okay? Because a lot of things that happen on these college campuses from rape to assaults to gang rapes, to different forms of coercion and, and, and dating drugs that's inside of drinks, all those things of that manner, if we have bystanders in those spaces that's willing to get involved, we need you guys to get involved. I want your listeners to know that it's okay. Get involved because that person that you're helping could be your sister, could be your brother, could be your mother, could be your father, and they would appreciate not being a victim that night or that day. Can you talk a little bit about what consent means? Because I think there's a lot of gray area for some people around consent. consent. Um, not for me, but so I, I guess for people that might not understand what consent is or feel empowered, please explain a little bit more. Oh, for sure, Dory. For one, consent is a solid yes. It's not a drunken yes. It's not a coerced yes. It's not a forced yes. When you give consent, you give the willingness to do a thing, whatever that thing may be, uh, uh, in a sexual encounter we're talking about in this form, right? When it comes to consent, it can be withdrawn at any time. Let's be clear about that, right? It doesn't matter if you text it. It doesn't matter if you send a smoke signal with it. It doesn't matter if you say it in a person's face. Whenever you say no, no should be no, and yes means yes. It's, it's, it's very clear, but where it gets gray, Dory, is when an individual wants to control the situation, right? Because consent is, I'm participating in something. I'm giving my, my willingness to do a thing, right? Anything outside of me giving my willingness, undrunkenly, very conscious, is not my consent. And it's that dry and cut, like, is it, you know, to be completely blunt, because like people always want to add these gray areas. Well, they said this and that. Well, if we're going to pick it apart, then what are we doing? Like, let's speak just the facts. The facts is open freely. I give permission for this to happen. I don't give permission for you to fondle me. Say, for instance, with teenagers, if you know you're okay with kissing someone, okay, you're okay with kissing them. 
but you're definitely not okay with going forward and you say that, then that's what you said and that's what you mean and that needs to be respected. And if you're an older adult, the same conversation stands for us adults because again, the consent gets very leery when you think of other things that comes into play, the stereotypes, the, well, this person is doing it. Oh, you wanted to do it anyway, or the lies that may happen. So when it comes to that consent, it's very direct um, and it has nothing to do with alcohol, drugs, peer pressure, any of those things, what usually adds um, to giving or not giving. And it's a verbal consent too, let's be clear. Um, it's not a nodding of the head. It's not a shaking of the shoulders. It's yes, yes, Dory. Yes, Samantha, I wanna do this thing, not, Mm, I guess. So really listening is so very important to what people with you are saying. Um, so that kind of brings me a little bit, um, consent is so important. Do you do anything based around when parents should start talking to kids about these things? And I know there's probably different levels at different ages that kids can handle, but can you speak on that a little bit? Oh yeah, for sure. I would, I would recommend it. So when it comes to consent, I would say a parent, if the kid is on social media, it can be a conversation. It's just, you know, because again, there's things that they see on social media that, that, that we need to explain if that's consent worthy or not. Because if we don't, and these little people continue to grow up and thinking that this is okay, and then all of a sudden they're 20 and they're like, this isn't okay? I thought this was okay. So I think we should do it as early as, you know, um, I would say seven or eight, but whatever a parent feels like, but if they're on social media and they're looking at YouTube and all the rest of these different sites, they're seeing some different things already um, that they're probably don't really understand. And then the boundaries and what, a, what is your personal space? You don't even have to bring up the word consent. What's personal space? You can have that in five, six, you know, five, six, seven elementary you know, um, what's good touches, what's bad touches? Is this okay if I do this? Am I standing too close to you? And, you know, just different conversations like that that can lead up, but it plants a seed of giving permission and not giving up permission, you know, because what we're finding out in this mission is that people are learning when they get older because at home, so much is um, not talked about. Because we care about all of our communities, is there anything specific to the LGBTQ community based around this issue that you think is important to educate about? Oh yeah, definitely. Like this year, once again, last year also nationally, but this year the LGBTQ community is the highlighted community for the entire month, which is great. Because again, when it comes to specific organizations that deal with LGBTQ in our community, I would give resources for an organization called Forge or the LGBTQ Community Center here in Milwaukee or Diverse and Resilience. Um, there, there's other cultural specific organizations, but when it comes to LGBTQ, yes, I believe we all need to rally around them. We all need to support them. We all need to let them know that they matter. You know, So having a little bit more empathy would be the powerful tool for us to use throughout um, Sexual Assault Awareness Month and to share different things on your social media um, posts about the LGBTQ and about Sexual Assault Awareness Month just in case they, they look into it or they're on your page or in your space. 
Uh, could you speak a little bit about how art, music, and writing might fit into someone's journey of healing? Well, for one, music is so powerful, right? I think that a lot of survivors, we know the song, I Rise Up. I think we play that. <laughs> Remember back in the day, Dory, when they were like conferences and lunches and all that jazz? So now we all just always play the I Rise Up song. It's a universal survival thriver song, right? From sexual assault to DV to trafficking to just life. Like you rise from ashes, right? And when it comes to writing, like it's also Poetry Awareness Month this month. So um, we're always into like writing poetry, you know, like getting together with people, just like using your talents, right? And when it comes to art, just like when we're able to um, put together doodles, right? I always put like different um, art sheets in our team teal baskets and things like that because they're very therapeutic. It's good just for you to sometimes just to relax and and be at peace and not always feel like you have to be on the go or doing something. Um, the art, the music, it allows you to have you time. That's what I believe. Because a lot of time, everything's so busy. So I would recommend I rise up or doing different um, doodles and coloring and drawing and painting is really fun too. Um, just being able to put that into work, right? Because we are beautiful. Like what, what we are and how we are thriving is beautiful. And that's the art that more survivors need to see and more survivors need to understand um, that we are them. They're us, you know? Um, Sam, are there any kind of wellness workshops that you would like to um, talk about that um, Team Teal 365 offers that could be unique or that you just want to highlight in this conversation? Oh, yeah, for sure. Thank you, Dory. Like one of our biggest ones that we talk about is the healthy relationships. And instead of us starting with the seven power and control control unhealthy will we like to talk about the healthy will it's called the green flags so that's something that team teal brings as very you know specific towards different organizations it goes across the board with teens and adults and all that um another one is consent 101 just really breaking that down a little bit more um even for parents for schools we're always down for doing different zoom presentations Another one um, we do a lot is also working with trafficking and understanding human trafficking versus sex trafficking versus, you know, there's so many different levels to it. And one of our biggest ones is our um, I Believe You, which is really cool. It's, um, we do it a lot with um, providers that provide care around sexual violence because, again, we can't be pouring from empty cups. You know, we have to pour from full cups. And the only way we can get that is to release things, you know. That's who I want to be. I want to be that one that's like, I didn't know they made you. Like, there's people like you that go through stuff and create things and what you got, you know, so it's just, that's my thing. So, um, but there's so many people that come to me and say, um, Team Teal has allowed me to see me differently. And that, that steals it for me. That's huge. That's full circle. You are the one in Team Teal that tells people, I believe you for the first time, which is, I would imagine a, a life-changing moment for many people. Yeah, they still remember it. And I'm, I'm always like just humble and in awe of just being a vessel of something bigger than myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's always like, uh, that's how I always look at it. You know, and that's why it just keeps me, it keeps me balanced. You know what I'm saying? It keeps me very balanced because I understand it's not just 
us as humans, but it's what we got in us that needs to get out to other people. So that's why I'm here and that's why this is here because we want we want people to feel encouraged, you know, especially in times of of this of the untangibleness of life you know what i'm saying <laughs> we still want people to feel a part of and look up that's why so many things were teal on friday you know what i'm saying from the home bridge to city hall to like the domes like we want survivors to look up and know that we are surviving they're thriving we're not under anyone's feet you're not under anyone's control anymore we believe you uh, sexual assault awareness months every day like we're trying to push that energy into people so they can understand the call of action to make space for us you know because they don't even know that they're standing by survivors i think that's the power of humanity <laughs>